0: John Walter's birthday today.
1: Is it Johnny's birthday? today?
0: Yeah, so oh. says, so says Facebook. Bye, Katie. Good to see you.
1: See you, Kevin. Here we go. Are we recording? Kelly, I think we're live. Are we live? Let me uh, let's make sure here on uh, the net live Facebook page. Oh, are we coming up? Are we coming up? Hey, there we are! Look at oh, we look good, Kelly. I don't see us. It's good to see you on. Uh, so, should, R- Rhea, you got it? You got it, Kelly. I'll find it. <laughs> just just refresh <laughs> yeah, it I as it. Kevin walks away in the background. I got us. Uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome into the Net Live. Uh, couple new things happening today. First of all, no intro music because Kevin. Neither Kevin nor DJ Rocher sent me the the intro song, so i can 't play my own music because apparently Facebook will just boot us as soon as we play music. Um, the other new thing is there's no Kevin or, or Jeremy Rouchet here for the first time we 're making history, Kelly uh, welcome welcome to the Net live, everybody. Uh, my name's Mark Mark Sherman, and this is kelly kelly reed she 's sort of my well, I'm sort of her right hand, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Who would we say them? I your right hand man? Are you right? We're a team, right, Mark. Yeah. We're a team. Um, but yeah, welcome to the net live, everybody. There is a lot going on in the volleyball world. This is an exciting time as the AVP and the FIVB beach volleyball really ready to get gets ready to kick into high gear. Um, we had the NCAA men's volleyball, all the conferences, all their tournaments finish up, and we've got our seven seven-team set for the NCAA tournament. Uh, that's going to get started this week with Barton and Princeton. And uh, and yeah, beach volleyball is ready to finish up too. What a time for volleyball. What a time to be on the net live and welcome inside everybody. And you know what? Let's get right into introducing our guest today. Uh, somebody I'm really excited to, to bring on the show and to have with me here because I've been working with her pretty much the entire time I've been involved uh, in professional announcing, I guess you could say. Uh, for volleyball, it's my producer. It's producer Kelly. It's Kelly Reed. Uh, thanks for coming on, Kelly.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me. I feel I feel honored to be the guest.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy <laughs> you're here. I feel honored to have you, Kelly. Kelly booked her flight to where?
0: The Kentucky Derby. To the
1: Kentucky Derby. Around coming on the net live, so we should feel very, very honored. Um, so you're going to the Kentucky Derby you, Kelly is all over the place in the world of producing. Not only does volleyball, you've been doing the AVP, I think for, I don't know, 10 or 12 years now, was it 2007?
0: Yeah, I lost track a long time ago, but something like that. It's a decade plus.
1: So uh, Kelly is the producer now to a layman that might sound, I I don't know, who who really knows what that means. So if you're trying to tell somebody what you do, what would you tell them about your job,
0: Kelly? You know, I've been doing this for, well, too long, I'm not going to date myself. But my parents still have no clue what I do. It's, it's yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, the easiest way to tell people what I do is if you're going to, let's say, a volleyball game. Anything that is the MC, the DJ, the video board, you know, the music, any on-court or on-field entertainment, pre-game, post-game, during timeouts, all that is stuff that I direct on-site. Um, we kind of come up with all the ideas in advance or on the fly, as we all know. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I run all that uh, during all the events, so um, it's a lot of fun. I get to I get to boss you around a lot.
1: <laughs> you do get to boss me around, and the thing that's messed up is, unless I'm standing right next to you, I don't get to say anything. I don't get to say anything. No, you don't get to talk back to me. I don't me. get to talk back. Yeah, so <laughs> the best part of my Kelly job is Kelly is in my ear, and I don't get now. Now, what I can do in retribution if if I get you know. If I get too mad that I can't talk back, I'm annoyed. I'll just take her out of my... I'll just take her out.
0: There have been discussions about putting like a little dog collar on him so he gets zapped every time that he does that. And I'm still not ruling it out. Whenever that happened.
1: <laughs> I think my favorite instance of you not being able to find me uh, it was Chicago twenty yep.
2: sixteen 2016 or seven. Was it 16? right after Rio?
1: Right after Rio. Oh man, yeah, we had we had a great time <laughs> in Chicago. Right after we were coming off a high. Um. First of all, do you mind muting it on your? Mute? Yeah, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um. But now you're good. So, so me, Kelly, and DJ Rouchet come off working the Olympics in Rio. So we're all on a high. We're still a little bit jet lagged. Probably we're still really tired because it was like the most ridiculous two weeks of our lives. Um. And so we get to Chicago. We're feeling on top of the world. That was one of the most fun tournaments mm-hmm. I've ever had because we just we just had a party. We, it was it was such a blast. Um, everybody in the crowd, it just in general is on a high after the Olympics because that's always been the best time for beach volleyball. Um, so, yeah, at some point in the day, I'm just like, yeah, let's let's play a game with my producer. It's I think it's Sunday, maybe it's late Saturday. I'm um, just walking around the stands and <clears throat> pretty packed stands, and I'm like, I'm gonna take my earpiece out and let's uh, let's play the can my producer find me game.
0: It's like the Where's Waldo it, of Mark. <laughs> It was so infuriating. <laughs> and
1: and that we had things planned during timeouts, too. Like, I, I had things I needed to say during timeouts. Yeah, I don't
0: think you cared too much at that no, point. No, but I was,
1: I was like, I know what I'm going to say. Let's see how much Kelly trusts me. Um, well, I guess she's going to have to trust me. We'll see if she plays the things on the video boards that we had planned that I'm going to lead into. And I, I think I proved something to you in that point. Right, Kelly? Like, didn't you maybe feel a little more comfortable like you? You knew I was knew what I was doing. Yeah, I knew exactly yeah. what
0: you were doing. I never really worry about you. It's it's you know, and I probably shouldn't tell you that enough. But um, no, I don't really worry. It's kind of fun because that's the great thing about the beach tournaments that we do. We do whatever you know, you know. We kind of fly by the seat of our pants and have fun. But that's one of those moments I wanted to put a dog collar on you for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> first of many.
1: <laughs> so okay, so you do AVP, you do Kentucky Derby. Uh, what is what's the main difference about producing? a beach volleyball event, producing something like the AVP versus producing the Kentucky Derby or an NCAA championship, like you do the the women's final four, um, and you've done multiple events like that, UCLA basketball. What, what is the difference between doing an event like that versus the AVP?
0: Oh, well, just beach volleyball in general, you're, you're not scripted to a minute-by-minute box of things that you have to do. Um, that's the beauty of why I love working with volleyball so much, is because I get that, you know, flexibility to do whatever I want to do. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, but it, sure. it involves a certain level <laughs> of...
1: <laughs> Kelly, you say whatever you want.
0: <laughs> it involves a certain level of <clears throat> what I call jackassery uh-huh. to do it. And we just kind of come up with a bunch of stuff and have fun. And, you know, all the fans have fun. So, you know, with the AVP, it's like, oh, you know, so-and-so is playing. It's, it's Johnny Hyden, one of the oldest players on tour. So we're going to have a retro 80s match and make fun of how old he is for two hours and... Um, it's just a fly by the seat of your pants, making sure that the fans have fun. So it's a lot different when you're at something that's a little bit more stricter, um, that like basketball or football, where you have certain marks you have to hit certain times. You can't be standing up and dancing during the entire event. Cause that's just not the culture.
1: Yeah. Being at a, at a basketball game. And so I work, um, you actually got me into UCLA basketball and it, being the in arena host and everything, like you said, works on this schedule you have a production meeting an hour and a half before the game here's what we're going to do pre-game at this point at this point at this point literally like the rundown you know 16 minutes and 30 seconds before tip-off then 16 minutes before tip-off there's something scheduled Mm -hmm. all the way through and you hit that schedule because there are sponsors you need to make happy um and it's just such a tight window you want to keep the fans entertained all the time um and it's like a two to two and a half hour thing Mm -hmm. whereas beach volleyball is three days in a row, eight to nine hours a day. It doesn't have to be like that. It's more relaxed. Sunday Sunday has the things you need to hit. But even on Sunday, it's still a pretty sort of chill... Fun vibe.
0: Yeah, I mean, you go with the flow. You go with the fans. You see what the fans are feeling, and I think that's where um, me and you and and DJ Roche kind of hit our marks the best, is we kind of feel the fans and play off the energy and decide to do whatever it is we do in the moment based on what's going on. Yeah, there's certain marks you have to hit with TV because you know you don't want to screw them up, and we want you live during the intros when you should be live during the intros on TV and things like that. But um, yeah, aside from that, we kind of go with the flow and feel it. Um, But I love it because that's kind of where personally, I do my best work is when I get to be creative and think of random things. So, um, that's why I actually love working with volleyball so much, not only AVP, but FIVB and the NCAA, um, is also kind of coming around to our style of kind of, you know, going with the flow as well, too. So, um, yeah, I, I do a fair amount of volleyball in, in my job amongst other sports, but I like volleyball the best. It's, it gives me the most flexibility.
1: Awesome. And, and yeah. so you, um, you're not a freelancer. Yep. You work all these events, but you work for a central company that's Van Wagner. Yep. Um, and whatever companies that Van Wagner gets contracts with, mm-hmm. you can then go and produce those events. Yep. So you're going to be at the Kentucky Derby, yep. which is the same weekend as Huntington AVP. So yes. I believe Daniel will be our producer. Yeah.
0: Producer Daniel will Wonderful. be there. Yeah.
1: Um, so what do you tell... I know Daniel's been doing it for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. um, and he's got a good flow of things as well. What do you... What do you tell, though, to a producer that is used to doing, you know, these more strict sort of events? If they're coming into their first ever AVP, how do you prep them for that? Because it's a huge difference.
0: Yeah. And Daniel, a.k.a. Kelly 2.0. Sorry, Daniel, if you're listening. Um, <laughs>
1: JV producer Daniel. Or Aww.
0: Minion, whatever. Um <laughs> Um, No, it's honestly, it it takes kind of a certain personality to do it because people that are used to going on that strict time slot and, you know, um, having the actual run of show completely built out what you're doing second to second, it takes a really good experienced producer to be able to just go by the fly and get comfortable with it, um, as opposed to having a roadmap, um, because we create our roadmaps on the road. so. Um, Daniel, you know, who, who takes over for me when I can't be there. Um, he's gotten really great at that with of course the help of you and Jeremy, because at this point, you know, you're the veterans that have been doing it. So I always tell him to look to you guys for advice. Cause you know, you guys know best and you, you know, more volleyball even than I do, you know, the players and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's being able to get out of your comfort zone and then getting comfortable with going with the flow. And you know what, what I, what I always say is Volleyball has what, 180 points a match or something crazy for, like, indoor. for indoor and yep. then you know, less, but you know, throughout the day in, in beach volleyball. Um, if you try something once and it doesn't work, who cares? You have hundreds of other points to try something else that's probably not going to work, but mm. when you hit your mark and you find something that does, it's actually pretty cool, and you know, that's where you get that, that little buzz, that little satisfaction of ooh, that was kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it just takes somebody being able to be comfortable. And, you know, calling, calling their flow and doing what they feel comfortable doing and being confident. So. What
1: was it like at your first beach volleyball tournament? First of all, do you remember what your feast, first beach, oh boy, I've never asked you this question. Now I'm really excited for the answer.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I feel like enough time has passed where I'm okay with this. Oh, boy. We, um, all, we all have our first time stories, Kelly. <laughs> Easy. Um, no, my first tournament, I think it was, I can't remember if it was 06 or 07. I think it was 07 in Santa Barbara. And unfortunately, I had a small accident about a month before. I had broken both of my feet at the same time. Broken both your feet? Yeah, I, that I don't want to talk about how that happened. That but sounds terrible. Yeah. No, we need to talk for a second. No. Ab- no? It, that was a level of Jackassery that did not to be, n- need not to be hit. But By so, the way, that
1: is going to be the name of this show. <laughs> Mark and Kelly's Jackassery Jack episode.
0: I kind of like it. Um, so I was hobbling on the beach in crutches um to my very first um avp santa barbara event i mean it was miserable i mean it looked like a baby deer in the sand trying to walk nice. around it was <laughs> it was not the best experience um but you know i loved it i you know absolutely loved it and those are the days when you had um phil and todd and carrie and misty ruling things and um you know it was super great way to get me integrated into more beach volleyball and, and, you know, with all the, you know, the gold medals coming up and things, things that happened. But um, it was great. Like, I loved it. Um, you know, at the time, Geter was the announcer. We still had, you know, Jeremy as the DJ. So I kind of followed their roadmap as, you know, you kind of have to for a while until you earn your, earn your keep with those guys. Um, but, no, yeah, it, was, it was great. It was just – it was a, physically a little rough on me. I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> I, I remember it vividly.
1: <laughs> and what was it – why did you get thrown into volleyball? Like, what –
0: Well, you know, I came on, I started with, at the time, our company was called Big Screen Network before it was Van Wagner. We've only been Van Wagner now, I think for maybe about five or six years. Um, And uh, I had just, I had played volleyball growing up and I kind of knew the sport and we had literally, I want to say, just gotten the NCAA contract to do all of their championships. Um, And so I got put into volleyball there just Mm because I had a, you know, somewhat of a knowledge um, between the people in our um, company. And then um, there was actually two guys doing the AVP before me. Um, and then one of them had left the company, um, and one of them had uh, moved cross country. Um, so they, me knowing volleyball, they kind of, you know, put me into that slot. So, and then it's ridiculous because between the NCAA women's championship that I did and now AVP for more than a decade and now the international volleyball that I'm doing, I mean, it's, you know, I kind of feel like I have the the market cornered, um, a lot of volleyball, but I, you know, I love it. I love it.
1: Okay. So talk about having the market cornered and a lot of volleyball now. Your uh, your first Olympic games was Rio, correct? Was that the first uh-uh. time? No, no,
0: no. No, I did Vancouver, you but did Van- okay. um, with Vancouver, I did um, uh, short track speed skating and figure skating, Oh, and I was heard, the director. I've
1: heard short track is really insane. fun. It was yeah.
0: insane. I mean, it's it's crazy because it's so fast, and that was the time we had Apollo Anton ono, Um and I mean, it was super exciting. So every other day we had short track uh, um, speed skating and then figure skating. So you get. Totally different vibes from, from the um, different events. But okay. um, that was super cool. And I was a director at that point. I wasn't of any producer. Um, but, yeah, so I was in Vancouver for those. That was my first Olympic Games. And then Rio is my um, second. And then now um, we're, we're on track for Tokyo 2020.
1: Yeah, so let's give, yeah. some, let's give the people some context on this. So uh, me and Kelly worked the Rio Olympics in indoor volleyball, worked the indoor mm-hmm. venue. Uh, DJ Rouchet was one of the beach volleyball DJs. Yep. Um, one of the craziest, most tiring, uh, most gratifying experiences of my life. I think it probably was for you too. And and it was just, it was so amazing and such a good time for us to get into it because the FIVB is putting so much more into in-game entertainment and making Making the environment, especially for indoor volleyball, a little bit more interactive, a little bit more um, fan centric um, closer to sort of a fun beach vibe, I guess you could say yeah um, and Rio was the perfect place to really to to put that forward and to make it happen and I feel so lucky and blessed to have been been able to be involved in that and the timing to have been right, had the right connections to make it happen. And it started in the year before, in the year before the Olympics. Um, I I went through DJ Rusche, um to to get a hold of. Oh, who did I get a hold of? It was a few different connections that sort of made it happen to get a hold of Christy Nicolay, who mm-hmm. was what was her title for the Olympics? Director of executive producer, executive of sport producer for presentation. Of sport mm-hmm. presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, had a connection through um, Guido, mm-hmm. our guy at the FIVB. Uh, what an incredible time! The, the two months before the Olympics, they flew us out to Poric, Croatia, for the five star, mm-hmm. um, the beach major in Poric, to sort of meet everybody and all the minds that were going to be working the Olympics. Uh, we sort of collaborated there, and, and talk 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 to me a little bit about that Olympic experience for you, Kelly, and how it all came together.
0: That particular Olympics was a professional and personal game changer for me. And the, the story behind it is Guido well knows is I was not slated to be doing indoor volleyball at all. Um, I was slated to be doing beach volleyball. Um, and it was six weeks before the Olympics started um, when they uh, moved me over to indoor. Um, so it was, it was kind of by chance that we all came together and ended up being in the same venues for what we did. Um, and, you know, they just had a vision of uh bringing volleyball is, is to like an interactive, engaging, energetic atmosphere as opposed to like, no knock on tennis, but a tennis match where you're kind of quiet and you're applauding the points and you're sitting and watching as opposed to being actively engaged. And that rests, I would say 99% on sport presentation. Um, so what I do, what you do, you know, what the DJs do, um, and creating the music and having the, um, energetic vibe of the, you know, the MC. So What we did in Rio, it ended up being, um, I want to say, ticket sales. It was like one of the hardest tickets to get, one of the most that was sold out. It was all over the media. Um, Our sport presentation ratings, I think, were the highest in the Olympics um, for indoor. Um,
1: I think indoor was first and beach was a close second.
0: Beach was second or third. I think maybe basketball kind of snuck in there somehow. Um, but, um, yeah, it was the success of Rio has kind of jumped to, you know, everywhere because there's things that we did in Rio that we're now sneaking into the AVP and sneaking into the NCAA and trying to implement there. And whether it's the style of music that's played now between points at at NCAA uh, championships, um, we're doing that now, which wasn't a thing until two or three years ago. Um, and the ever popular monster block, which is now taking over the world. Um, but yeah, it, it really changed the sport of volleyball and God of the FIVB for putting some, you know, um, dollars and focus and energy and support behind it. Um, cause no other federation is doing that. So, um, you know, they, they're really championing, you know, the, the sport and getting the fans involved. So, um, lucky to be a part of that. And they let me kind of, again, do what I do and, uh, it's working so far. So, you know, Rio just kind of changed everything. And it also weirdly gave me, and I've been in this industry for a long time, but, for whatever reason, gave me a certain different kind of a confidence level too, mm. to really take things and and run with it. Um, you know, not that I didn't have it before, but to, you know, again start, to start, you know, throwing things at a wall and seeing if things work and, um, engaging and just you know getting out of the 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 box of the ball sport for what I you know kind of say you know a basketball or a football or something like that. So, um, it was crazy, and we've kind of taken this journey between the FIVB and the AVP and the NCAA and trying to. You know, help all volleyball all together as much as we can. Um, you know, help build their sport presentation, and I'm so lucky to be a part of all of it. You know, I'll, I'll do it until I get kicked out. So <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's it's really taken your your lifestyle. Um, it, it sort of changed your lifestyle a bit because oh, yeah. most mostly domestic, right? You traveled a lot within the United States before Rio Olympics. Yeah, and now you are all. <laughs> over the world. I see your suitcase and your backpack. Where, where are you going? You're going to the Derby, right? I
0: am. I have a one o'clock flight today. I had yeah. head to Louisville for a couple of weeks. Yeah.
1: Thank you for booking that flight around this show once again. Um, My pleasure. But yeah, you you have an apartment. I in do. Santa Monica. I do. Uh, how much percentage wise, how much time do you spend <laughs> at your apartment?
0: Uh, wow. Um, put it this way, uh, was it last year or two years ago? I think I traveled somewhere between 250 and 300 days. Um, wow. And there was a year before that I was technically homeless. You know, I would go back to my sisters in, in Chicago and crash there for a few days when I had you know time between events. But um, I'm lucky enough that, you know, I'm trying to begin to delegate and pick and choose to, you know, get more of a, a little bit of a, a life in Southern California um, so that I am where I pay rent more than not. Um, but I can't complain because I mean, last year alone, I can't even begin. I was in Poland, I was in Bulgaria, Italy, the Netherlands, Switzerland, Thailand, China, Tokyo. Um, I know I'm forgetting a few, um, and that was just where volleyball brought me. You know, so um, in France, I can't forget France. We had the finals there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so lucky to travel like and see like these, you know, all these great places. Um, same time, trying to slide that little personal balance level back in there a little bit when I can, but.
1: Yeah, and it's brought my travel game to a whole new level, too. Oh, I know. And as you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: I am I'm a flights guy. I if I find out I'm going somewhere, I am on the computer within 5 minutes as as you know, as yeah. my girlfriend Kim knows, like she like I am on my Delta app quite often. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Delta guy. And I am okay. <laughs> we fight about
0: this all the time, by the way.
1: Yeah, she's an American girl, like that's you know, her loss, but that's fine. Um I strongly encourage, by the way, if you're flying all over the place, domestically, internationally, whatever, stick with an airline. It's worth it. Oh, yeah. Travel 101. Make it happen. Um, I'm still trying to convince Kelly. Now I can say it to the world. Just let me book my own flights. Just reimburse me. Let (laughs) me do it. I'll get it approved first. Let me get those miles. uh,
0: You get the miles anyway.
1: <clears throat> I'm gonna. That might have to be part of my contracts for next year. AVP <laughs> lets me book my own flights, and I reimburse it. Thank yeah, you, well, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should I have said that out loud? Nah, know. it's fine. That's fine. Um,
0: just throwing that out there, Kelly. Yeah, but Mar- Mark, and I travel. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> it's quite the debacle. Let's just say I'm always glad when we're done booking. <laughs> right. <laughs> Getting to that process is sometimes <laughs> see that's a little the, hairy. The
1: great thing about not having an agent, everything. Well,
0: okay, I am the agent. <laughs>
1: I mean You're sort of my Through person Yeah You could. You know what If you want to be my agent For I'll, a
2: fee I'll,
0: Do I, I get a fee I'll,
1: If you find me more gigs I'll give you 10% Alright
0: Sure I mean I don't think Van Wagner would allow me To do that But oh, okay Oh right Okay See, <laughs> let's, that's, let's talk after the After the net live is done
1: <laughs> That's why I'm telling you Kelly Because I know You'll find me the gigs anyway And I won't legally Be able to pay you I So know. There you go I'll buy you dinner um, Finders fee Yeah <laughs> 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 I want to book my own flights Um so you um now at the F I V B yeah. um let, let's let's talk a little b- bit more about the A V P.
0: Yeah. Oh so I'm so excited that it's yeah, starting again. So
1: excited. Um, you're going to be at Huntington. So the Derby is on a Saturday, on, I believe on Star Wars Day, on May the 4th.
0: It is May the 4th be with you. Uh-huh. It is for Saturday in May. huh. Um, so yes, we have the Kentucky Derby.
1: You'll be here, but you're flying in. Are you red-eyeing?
0: Oh, no. No, no, no. 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 Um, well, I may as well be. Uh, so as per usual, I take my 6 a.m. flight from Louisville it's direct into Santa Ana and I go straight to the beach at Huntington and and check out what Producer Daniel's been doing there for two days without me. And
1: By the way, Producer Daniel now is watching live on yeah. Facebook. Hello, hi, Producer minion. Daniel. <laughs> 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 well, you got a couple of hellos, too. Oh, Laura Day says hello. Maddie Bishop, uh, saw, Chris Myers.
0: Rob Sparrow. Rob, yeah. Rob. Oh, hey there. Yeah, hi, everybody.
1: Um, all right, so you're flying in on Sunday morning. To Huntington, you'll be in Austin with us yep. this year as well, right? Mm-hmm. You'll be—I think you'll be at most of them. Sometimes there's there's FIVB conflicts. Oh, Daniel says hi back. Um, what's on tap for the? I, I don't really know either. What what we got for uh, uh, for AVP? We right got
0: here? some good stuff. So this is the we, time of year. <laughs> <laughs> this is great.
1: We actually but, were talking about this last night. This is this, this is, is pretty fantastic. funny.
0: Um, so this is the time of year where we are now buying all of our promotional materials and um, you know things that we can <laughs> use to. Um, uh, elevate our level of jackassery wherever possible on the sand, yes, right. and um, three times. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it works though. It the word fits. It does. That's fantastic. Yeah. So um yeah so we now have been trying to buy all the promotional materials is so you know and we're just looking at just <sighs> some of the, the stupid things that we can buy just to have fun and if, i don't want to give if, it all if away you
1: could see kelly's amazon basket
0: okay so first of all thank you to my sister because i do kind of um you know uh, use her amazon prime account so thank you kathy Um, but there's always one time a year where all of a sudden there's this huge order of things like rubber chickens and inflatable chairs. And I mean, you know, um, you know, human sized beer pong. And she's like, Oh, AVP time again, huh? (laughs) I'm like, yes, please don't judge. The conversations
1: Um, that we have, like we're professionals, right? These are professional conversations. Like, (laughs) what do you think about the bubble balls? Did you get the rubber chickens? I really think we could use the hula hoops for it. It's just
0: <laughs> there are definitely days where I sometimes I feel dumber having had these conversations for a professional job that I have. But um, at the same time, it's so much fun. And, um, you know, we've, we've been trying to, especially this weekend in Huntington, even though I won't be there on Saturday, um trying to figure out what to do um, for the Kentucky Derby. Um, last year, we had the Kinklucky Derby, right. where we put people in inflatable chicken suits and <laughs> ran around the court. Um, and we're trying to figure out what to do this year. I wonder if we could take some suggestions if anybody's got them. We, we've, we've thought of maybe the Kentucky Derby where uh, we do something with ducks. We're not really sure what that is yet.
1: Yeah, me and uh, my girlfriend Kim went on a little weekend adventure to Lake Arrowhead. And uh, <laughs> I could not believe it. We're, we're driving around to Lake Gregory, which is, I don't know, a 15-minute drive from Arrowhead. Um, and we just see a sign for the Duck Derby. And the sign says that it's today, like Saturday, April 20th, I think it was, the day that we're there. Um, and we're like, oh my gosh. So we stop at a coffee shop, we get coffee, we ask them about the Duck Derby. And this is a really small town up near Lake Arrowhead, like super homey, everybody knows everybody type of thing. And the girl who serves us the coffee is like, oh my gosh, the Duck Derby. Every year it's to raise money for our 4th of July fireworks show. Um, you can buy a duck. You can, you can purchase a duck. If they win, you win a prize. It's at like 1 o'clock. This is 12, 15 p.m. So we're <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, perfect timing. Also, why is it called the Duck Derby and not the Kentucky Derby? So anyway, we get we get to the Kentucky Derby, as we've now renamed it. Um, <clears throat> we thought they were real ducks. We were really confused.
0: I, I really wanted them to bet 10 on duck number 10 for me.
1: All the ducks were sold out. There were 4,000 Ducks, which is when we realized, okay, they're not real ducks. They're <laughs> little, they're they little rubber though. duckies. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. It, it's they dump 4,000 ducks onto this little like slip and slide course that leads from about 20 feet away from the lake, uh, you know, swerving down into the lake, and then the ducks float towards the finish line. It's hilarious. So that gave us the idea of, all right, we had the Kentucky Derby last year. Maybe we can do the Kentucky Derby. We got, we got to figure something out.
0: We do. I, I do have a lot of rubber chickens being flown in, so I mean, there's that.
1: Can, gluck, can Clucky Derby version
0: 2.0 potentially? I don't know. I kind of see those chickens flying into the stands somehow. Um, I don't know. We need some ideas. If anybody has any creative ideas, we're, we're definitely up for uh, up for that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, those are the kinds of things. I don't know. We just kind of figure it out on the fly, and you know, kind of kind of funny. But yeah, we need yeah. some ideas for that, for sure.
1: What are what is something you remember from? Oh, the late two thousands of AVP days. It's a little bit different than it is now.
0: Mm, Wow. Um, I think back that far. Um, you know what I mean? It was a whole different era of volleyball, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you. Um, you know, the, the players had a different mentality. Um, I think, you know, um, it was, you know, I think the draws were much bigger. So there was just a lot more, um, you know, a lot more personalities and and people come in everywhere. Um, you know, you had the buzz of the Olympics, you know, you had the the Beijing beast and you know, you had the double gold medal. So I mean that in itself was just kind of a crazy time for, for beach volleyball. Um, but you know, it I was also a lot younger. I think <laughs> I may have lost a few years of my life back in those days. But um no, it was just it was a kind of a different uh different buzz. The the production was a little bit um a little bit different. Um I remember we had the what was it? Um the beach girls or I can't remember. We actually had a traveling girl band on really with us i want to say it's called the beach girls or something of that nature i don't remember their name were they good um yeah i mean they, they were they were uh an aspiring pussycat dolls kind of group for lack yeah. of a better term is kind of how i equated them some people may disagree with me um but yeah there was a little bit of things like that you know what i mean um some of the structures were different some of the structures are a lot cooler now you know a year or two ago we had all the bamboo look and all that kind of stuff which was super cool um you know um but it was just a different look and feel and oh my goodness we had 18 to 20 events a year Mm. i mean talk about a grind i mean it was great but i may have traveled more then than i do now just having you know gone for four straight months but um
1: did you do every single avp i did you did
0: wow Uh, i think it was an addiction at that point because at that point you have you know you're you as you as you know you've got your road family you know and people are always asking god you're gone for so long aren't you like lonely on the road i'm like I cannot wait for me time. Like I cannot wait for alone time because I'm around people too much sometimes. But I remember at the end of a couple of those seasons, um, back in the day, God, you had like Brandon Thompson and, and Jeff Pace and, you know, that whole crew, uh, you know, working with us. And at the end of the season, we were like, you know, we were like, we were so like, it was like separation anxiety, you know? So the next weekend I'm like, kind of miss you guys. What are you doing? (laughs) Like we couldn't really be without each other when you're together that long. So um yeah it was just a little bit different yeah but um yeah
1: i need a i need an embarrassing story kelly
0: oh god i I know there's a lot out there so there's a lot but wasn't the broken feet good enough for you at this point no no well
1: because you didn't really tell us the broken feet story i knew you had broken feet you didn't really tell us how it happened but that's okay you don't have to um were there any fun vegas AVP, I know you, you were probably at I a hear few the tone Vegas of your voice.
0: I know you well enough to know the tone in your voice and exactly what you're going for and you're not going to get it. <laughs> Why not? Because uh uh-uh, uh my boss is listening to this. No way. No. I'm
1: kidding. <laughs> it, it's really not that bad. Um, was it was it at Hard Rock or was it we I'm only, not going to fully tell the story. We only you don't did want to.
0: Caesars for I think it was Caesars. Okay. Yeah. Got it. We only did kings that week. Was that Kings and Queens? It was queens, King it was or king. gods it and was, goddesses. It was gods and goddesses That's and it right. was King of the Beach. Um, I think it was different for a couple of years or whatever, but yeah, yeah, we had the, we had a, out in the, the front of Caesar's palace, they have that open air Coliseum and that's where it was. So people walking up and down the strip could actually come in and see it. And that was, as you can imagine, it was the season ender of like an 18 week long tour and everybody was just goofy and giddy and, you know, just kind of, you know ready to rage at the end of the season, I guess. So, yeah, there, there were some there were some fun things that we did there. You know, we did a lot of lookalikes on the video screen. and that, don't, um, Nobody
1: cares about a look like on the video. That's what what not are, what I'm talking about. What are about, you going you for? <laughs> <laughs> you, always got, to... you always got there on time, right? No matter how crazy the night gets before. Always. You know, and you
0: know what? If I didn't make it there on time, I always had a backup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you never blamed anybody you, else. Fidel. You never blamed anybody Thank you, else Fidel. for... You know, if you were late, you no, never blame anybody, right? Never. Kelly, come on. <laughs> not gonna tell the story. All right. If you don't want to tell it, that's okay. You don't have to tell it. Um, I don't I don't really know why you're not telling it. I don't really think it's that bad. No,
0: it was just a little mid afternoon nap and I didn't set an alarm and I thought it was everybody else's fault that I didn't wake up on time. Mm-hmm. So you know. But you know, we all had our moments on tour. We all had our moments, so I don't even.
1: <laughs> oh man. Uh-huh. Moving on. Uh huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what
1: uh, are, So are there players – so you're a producer. You're supposed to be unbiased. There I must do. be players you root for, though. Of course. Play- okay.
0: Of course. Are you, you going
1: to tell us who those players I'm are? Not,
0: I'm not – it also depends on the event, right? You know, yeah. sometimes you actually kind of have to be very stone-faced and this and that. And then sometimes it, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? We've all got – you know, being on the tour this long, you've got people that you know and that you've become friends with and you kind of root for them no matter what. And um there's also times where, um, you know, I'm not shy of showing it sometimes. Yeah. So um, you know, but it, it's all in good fun. Like it doesn't affect play. It's not you know. It, it is what it is. But it makes it fun when you you know out there for ten, eleven hours a day, and you know you you get your people to root for you. Get excited when they come on the court, and um, you know one of my favorite moments of last year. You know somebody that I adore is Triborn, and when we had his comeback last year. Um, on the beach, I thought it was one of the best moments of all season last year. It was mm. just so great to see him back out there and yeah. killing it and, and continuing to do great. Like that was one of my favorite moments, you know, of last year. Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely, you know, Johnny Hyden's a good friend of mine, like always kind of rooting for him and see him do well, especially, you know, still killing it at his age um and winning tournaments it's kind of crazy and so much fun to see him yeah. out there doing that um and I'm looking for you know yours truly Kim Smith to be out there on center court quite a bit more mm-hmm. um this year and yeah I mean you, you make uh, you make some friends and and uh you know relationships with people it, it kind of makes the the game you know a little bit more fun to watch sometimes so it's a little family It it is a little family um big family. yeah it is a big family you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: speaking, speaking of Johnny Hyden uh yeah. John is in China or on his way no he's probably already there in uh, Xiamen, China, the four star. Oh. This this is a big tournament. This is the first. We uh, this is the first big FIVB. Well, I guess the Hague was big at the beginning of the year, but I think most of the big teams are gonna be in China. Uh, FIVB four star, um, sort of a kick off the beach season uh, this upcoming week. Uh, the entire week over in shaman china and uh the US sending four men's and four women's teams. Johnny Hyden, uh one of those teams back with the big fella, mm-hmm. Ryan Doherty. Uh they'll make they'll make a push for the Olympics. Uh Phil and Nick leading the way for the US men right now. They'll be there as well. Taylor Crab and Jake Gibb and then Billy Allen and Stafford Slick are your four men's teams. That's a good field. Over in China, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they got every. I man, the Russians. There's a lot of Russians. Oleg, oh man, the they're Ru- coming <laughs> up, man. The, the Russians. Oh my, they oh. are so gnarly. Um, Oleg Stoyanovsky and Vyacheslav Krasilnikov. Oleg is my favorite player to watch. Uh, I got to see him on the King of the Court Why? tour What's in it? September. Oh my! So he's 20. Let me look him up. 22 years old now. Turned 22 in September. Um, six feet nine. He's got maybe at least 6'10. Just big, goofy, fun, good head on his shoulders. Doesn't get like overly, his emotions are pretty level. Yeah. Um, Just a beast of an athlete. That tall and that young, and has such good control of his body and what he's doing. He is, he might be unstoppable. Yeah. Over the next couple of years. It is. The the youngins coming up
0: between the Russia and, you know, the Netherlands, at least on the men's side, the youngins are so much fun to watch.
1: And the Norwegians, uh, Sorum and Mole. Anders Mole is back out there. He was hurt a little bit, but, uh, it looks like him and Christian Sorum last year's team of the year, um, on the FIBB. Uh, we'll see if they can keep that streak going. I think they won, they won five major tournaments in a row. Oh yeah. Just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's on the men's side in Shaman for uh, for the women's side for the U.S. Sarah Hughes, Summer Ross, um, April and Alex, uh, Kelly Larson and Emily Stockman, and then Brooke Sweat and Carrie Walsh Jennings won the uh, the country quota um, for the USA to get the fourth spot into uh, into Shaman, and I believe they are in the quali if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think Kelly Larson and Emily Stockman might be in the qualifier as well. Uh, but yeah. Shaman starting in two days um, on Wednesday, April twenty fourth, which would actually be the night of Tuesday, the twenty third for us. So oh. make sure to follow along with those.
0: Those players are going to have some small jet lag coming back to Huntington. Know. Wow. Yeah. Well,
1: and that's uh, th- there's a Malaysia three star, I believe, um, and that's another thing is the the conflicts. There's so many yeah. conflicts. I mentioned it once earlier, um, which is which is sort of a bummer, especially in an Olympic qualification year. So teams, American teams determining whether it's, whether it's better to go to, you know, these three-star tournaments or four-star tournaments. I I think for the most part, for a four-star or five-star FIVB, um, the teams are probably going to, probably going to have to play those just because of the way Olympic qualification works. And there's not a ton of four and five stars. And you had one, you had one canceled in Fort Lauderdale and that was huge, uh, two or three months before, I think two months before it was scheduled to happen, um, the first yeah. five-star was Yeah, the schedule,
0: the schedule between all the volleyballs, um, God, it, it would be great if we, you know, everybody could do everything all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean, they would get absolutely no rest, but um, yeah, I mean, with with the amount of four and five stars, it's, yeah, they're going to be having to go to, it's going to be a tough field in every one of those, too, because yes. everybody's going to be at them, so it's, it's going to be a grueling year.
1: Yeah, and it is the three-star in Malaysia and Kuala Lumpur the same weekend as the Huntington Beach Open.
0: Um, Speaking of beach and and Olympics and big events and stuff, right? Mark, you're coming with me to to Rome, right, this year? For the World Beach Tour Volleyball Finals?
1: I would love to come with you to Rome. That's up to you. Is Guido, did you give us the go-ahead? Here's (laughs) the thing. The Rome, the finals um, for the the 2019, the World Tour Finals, Mm -hmm. the FIVB, in Rome the week Mm -hmm. after Chicago, Chicago championships for AVP. I've got to go straight from Chicago to Oklahoma right. um, for the World Long Drive championship. That's on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then I've, I already found a flight. You know I found a I flight. I know you did. I found it. The, <laughs> and this is not a joke. I'm not just saying this because I'm a Delta guy. The flight that works best is a Delta flight. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's a Delta flight. Mm-hmm. It gets in, I think, like 7.45 in the morning mm-hmm. to fr- on Friday in Rome. I can, I can go straight to the beach. I'm ready for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Let's, let's bust it out. Let's make it happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm
1: ready. I'm ready to sign the contract. <laughs> I'm ready to book the flight. Let's do it, Kelly.
0: Let's hold up on the flight.
1: Going to be in Rome.
0: But yes. Yeah. I have, I have a feeling we're all going to be meeting up in Rome. Yeah. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to do some uh, tooling around Rome for, uh, for a week or so.
1: Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, this is the NetLive, everybody. Um, that is correct. I am not Kevin Barnett,
0: and I am not Jeremy Roche.
1: I am Mark Sherman,
0: and I am Kelly Reed.
1: Kelly is uh, <laughs> my producer, and I got to say, I know it's I'm just sucking up to you now, but thank you for all the opportunities you provided me. Kelly, uh, <clears throat> I worked with Kelly when I started on the AVP in 2015. You and Jeremy really showed me the ropes. Um, can't thank you enough for that, and then Kelly got me on board with UCLA, brought me into the NCAA to work a few few different championships with them, um, and I love that we can talk business and and be friends at the same time. We've had to negotiate with each other, and sometimes those conversations aren't the most fun. But we do it with sort of a smile. Uh, and there's then... a,
0: there's a definite work husband work wife relationship yeah. there for sure. Some days I want to strangle you like a weed. and Others yep. I you know you know adore you to death. So you know, and, but you know it works.
1: You've told me multiple <laughs> times how much more you like my girlfriend than you like me, and I totally get it. And well, that's, that's fine. Fair. And you're that's you're fair. dating
0: up, and that's a good thing.
1: Everybody's told me that. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so thank you for all the opportunities you provided me. Yeah, um, well, you know,
0: thanks for making me look good—at least when you're not taking your, your piece out or you know trying to find where's Waldo at certain events. It's it's lovely. It's a balance. It's a balance. Yeah. But yeah, you you, uh, as my pep talks go, and you know my lingo. You don't suck at what you do, so thank that's you. why I keep you around. Pr- appreciate that. Thank <laughs> you for that.
1: Some people some people disagree. Um, <clears throat> Oh, well, it's ten forty three. What do you want to talk about? We got College Volleyball Weekly coming up um, for uh, for those um, for those that are ready for College Volleyball Weekly. I've got Jay and Rob. I'm ready to call them in about ten minutes. I haven't heard from Vinny. Um, Vinny, who's big time now, was on the uh, NCAA selection show, so maybe he's maybe he's not taking our taking our texts, and I, I I don't think he responded to Kevin Barnett either. So Vinny, I'm going to call you in ten minutes. I don't know if you're going to answer or not, but you're going to get a phone call. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about that NCAA bracket that was announced yesterday on the selection show, seven teams in the NCAA uh, men's volleyball championships. There are five conferences. So the winners of each of the five conferences plus two at large teams. Uh, let's take a look at the winners of the conferences first, uh, over in the conference, Carolinas, it was the one team versus the two team. These guys were, were at the top the whole time. Both just had two losses in conference, entering the championship at 14-2. And it was Barton over King, 17-15 in the third. So Barton College into the tournament. And uh, their first match will be up against the EIVA winners, Princeton. My guy Sam Schweizky, the head coach over at Princeton, taking down Penn State 15- 13 in the third, or in the third. Oh, I'm on beach volleyball. I think I said <laughs> in the third for Conference Carolinas. In the fifth, apparently they play five sets in indoor volleyball. It's
0: your first. This is your first <coughs> yeah. It's
1: yeah. Um, 15, 13 in the fifth. And I was just talking to Sam um, about 30 minutes before we started the show. Uh, super stoked, but he was like immediately focused because they got to play Barton. They got to play Barton like right now. Um, <clears throat> it was the first five set final since 2002. Really? In the EIVA. Um, and that's a conference that for decades was dominated by Penn State. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Penn State or Ohio State for the most part, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, and, and it's been uh, – yeah, so that that was such a fun match. And they had it at Princeton, hosting it for, I believe, the first time. He said it was a packed house. Um, just so much fun. And, and that tournament, um, all four teams that were at – the semifinals for the EIVA really had a chance to win it, so he said it was just an incredible environment. So congratulations to Sam and Princeton making it into uh, into the tournament, and it's, they it's so
0: great. Honestly, yeah. seeing some new names in in the mm-hmm. pool, like it is so great. You know, you mentioned, like you know, Barton and King, and like some of these others. Like volleyball has just grown so much, and it's so great to see other teams in the mix.
1: Absolutely. So yeah,
0: super exciting. Good in, luck, everybody.
1: In the MIVA conference, Lewis took down Loyola. Um, three to nothing. So the Lewis Flyers are into the tournament, and their first match will be against the second place team from the MPSF USC, which lost to Pepperdine in straight sets in the championship on Saturday night at Pepperdine. Um, and then of course you've so then in the MPSF you've got Pepperdine, the champions there, um, getting into the tournament in the Big West. Uh, Yeah, here's the last two teams. In the Big West, Long Beach State and Hawaii at the top of the rankings nationally all year long. They have had three battles this year. Last week was the first time they played each other in Long Beach State. Long Beach State took down Hawaii in five, two nights in a row. And then in the Big West Championship in Honolulu, um, Hawaii, 15-8 uh, to eight in the fifth.
0: So where, where are the finals being played? Something I the should finals.
1: Know. The finals will be in Long Beach State. So here's how the bracket so, works. Yeah. It's a little bit funky. So there are seven teams in there. The pigtail match, I guess you could call it, is Barton and Princeton, hosted by Barton. So Barton and Princeton, the winner of that, moves into the quarterfinals. And there's like two quarterfinal matches. Pepperdine versus the winner of Barton-Princeton. And then USC versus Lewis, mm-hmm. which means waiting in the semifinals are the top two seeded teams. Hawaii seated at number one, and then Long Beach mm-hmm. State seated at number two. So mm-hmm. Hawaii gets the winner of USC Lewis. Long Beach State gets the winner of Pepperdine versus Barton slash Princeton. Got it. Yeah. So Barton-Princeton would actually have to play two more matches than Long Beach State and Hawaii if they make it all the way. It's an interesting sort of setup. So Princeton versus mm-hmm. Barton, winner gets Pep. That winner plays Long Beach State. USC versus Lewis winner plays Hawaii in the semifinals, and the and the uh, the semis and the finals will be at Long Beach.
0: And State. so each one of the like the prelims, you know, not the semifinals or whatever, they're played at the um the highest seeds home.
1: You know, home court. The or are I'm those check.
0: predetermined again? Things I should know, but
1: I really should know this. Um, let me see here. So yeah, Princeton Barton playing at Barton. Um, I know the semis and the finals are all at Long Beach Beach State. I'm trying to see if USC Lewis – I don't know if USC hosts that or if – I can find out right now.
0: That would be – and that's everybody's hope, you know, especially doing what we do is sport presentation. Uh, You get Long Beach State playing at Long Beach for the championship. I mean, you really can't – I mean, we're not supposed to be biased like that. But honestly, you always kind of hope for that because you get the the best atmosphere and, you know, the fans and everything. It just – I remember doing – USC men's volleyball championship at USC when they were there at the Galen center. Um, and that place was, that was one of my favorite championships just because it was a, a home team in the championship. And it was, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end from what I recall, I don't think they were able to pull it off, but, um, it was, and then Stanford at Stanford, I did for men's volleyball um, national championships too, back in the day as well. Um, those are the best environments. So oh, yeah. not that I'm, you know, <clears throat> rooting for one team one way or another, but um, that would be a lot of fun if you, if you got uh, the two seed plane at home. That'd be great.
1: So yes, everything except for that Barton Princeton match, everything else is at Long Beach. Oh, yeah. Um, what is today? Today is the twenty second.
0: So you can go straight from the AVP, you know, to the Long, you know, over to Long Beach, watch some beach, watch some indoor.
1: What and that's okay. So here's another thing to talk about. It's it's such a bummer that such a great weekend for beach volleyball, Huntington AVP. this is the 3rd through the 5th of May. Same time, you've got the NCAA Beach Volleyball Championships mm-hmm. in Alabama. Same time, you've got the Men's Volleyball Championships in Long Beach. And I think you're right. I think you might be able to scoot on over to Long Beach. It, it, last year was at UCLA, which is a huge bummer because yeah. I announced games at UCLA, and I was they asked me to do the championship, and I was like, if I can make it over there. But then I think it was at 4 p.m., so yeah. there was no way I could make it over there for the champ. Um, but, uh, man, I wish those were on different weekends. What are you going to do?
0: I know it would be, it would be great, you know, more, more volleyball for everybody. Um, yep. but you know, these schedules, a lot of times are set so far in advance, um, you know, that it, it's rough, um, you know, based on availability and weekends and buildings and schedules. I mean, it's such a much more complicated process than anybody mm-hmm. realizes. And I think a lot of people, you know, can kind of, you know, complain and put their two cents in, but there's really a lot that goes into figuring out schedules and, and why and where, and, and, you know, the reasoning behind stuff, but yeah, you know, sometimes it works out. Sometimes, you know, you get a lot of volleyball in one weekend.
1: Yep. You know? Um, so, yeah, looking at the locations and the dates of the NCAA tournament, the opening round match, uh, Princeton at Barton this Thursday, April 25th. And then everything else is at Long Beach State starting on Tuesday the 30th. On Tuesday the 30th, you've got USC, Lewis, and Pepperdine. Um, and then on... Thursday, Thursday the 2nd, Thursday the 2nd, you've got Long Beach State versus the winner of Pep versus Barton-Princeton, which will be on Tuesday. Yeah,
0: we've got, you know, some people on our thread here that know a little bit more about this than we do. (laughs) Good, I figured. And we're about to have
1: three guys that know a lot more about it than we do. So, oh, there they are. Hasek, thanks. Quarterfinals all. Yeah, we should have looked at this a while ago. Yeah, Uh uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: Justin, um, Chain, Jay, thank I'll, you.
1: I'll be calling you in three minutes, Jay. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'll be I'll be uh you know uh, looking at the the horses and the and the ponies at uh, Churchill this weekend, and unfortunately not be able to watch a, a lot of volleyball until, now, until when you, Cinco de Mayo.
1: when you fly out on Sunday morning. Do you are you taking American or are you flying a private jet from? the derby the derby pad
0: (laughs) don't i wish it it is a sight (laughs) though i will have to say after for those of you that have not been to the kentucky derby a it should be a bucket lister for all um but b the second that that the the most exciting two minutes in in sports finishes within 20 minutes because Churchill is so close to the airport you just see a slew of private jets flying and flying and flying i mean it's kind of crazy um unfortunately i will not be on one of those um (sighs) have you ever been on one of those I have once. I was really? lucky enough.
1: Yes. Story time. Go.
0: Um, no, it was honestly, it was just our, our company, you know, a jet. It was a, you know, our schedules kind of aligned from our Christmas party. I had to go from a Christmas party back to New York. And so was, you know, um, the uh, Van oh, the, Wagner jet. And oh, this,
1: sorry. This is not Kentucky Derby. This no, is Christmas not the Kentucky. Okay. But this is,
0: yeah, this is Christmas time. So I was you know, lucky enough to basically hit a ride. From where so, to where? Uh, we were going from Raleigh uh, to New York.
1: Raleigh to New York. How, yeah. how long of a flight is that? That was like an hour and a half. So much fun.
0: Yeah, I mean it was. I mean it was fun. You know, I mean the chairs all kind of swivel around. You know, it's <laughs> you know you have people coming and getting you whatever you need and your own kitchen and yeah, it was very cool, very cool. And I've heard thank that, you for that opportunity, by the way.
1: I've heard that's actually close to. Uh, what coach flying used to be back in, like, the 60s and 70s. It was pretty chill. You could smoke You'd a smoke cigarette. cigarette. You had a, you know, you a big comfy chair. You got a nice meal.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Not so different. much anymore. A little different. But I guess, Mark, now that you fly Delta all the time, yeah. you don't have to worry about sitting in the back with all the minions and everybody else in coach, right?
1: That's why I am so – it makes a difference, Kelly. It, it does. It makes a it difference. Does. It yeah. does.
0: It does. <laughs> it's all good. But, um, yeah, so – Um, yeah. And you know what, if, if anybody's, you know, wants to take bets on the the field of the, the horses or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm on site there. I'm happy to place bets too. You know what I mean? It is legal in that particular sport.
1: You're happy to place I thought you were working the event, Kelly.
0: Oh, don't get me wrong. When you're <laughs> stuffed in a little box in the seventh floor, you know, and it's just you and the DJ with soundproof windows up there, you find stuff to entertain right. yourself. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Our, our scheme is literally, because um, the Derby is actually, people don't understand, it's either 12 or 13 races on the day, and the Derby is actually race number 11. So people don't okay. understand there's racing all day, and all it's, day it's a whole yeah. big thing. Um, so what we'll do is, we'll the minimum bet is $2. So on race one, okay. we'll bet $2. And then for every race um, that, you know, uh, goes after that, we actually have to bet more than our last bet. So let's say the next bet you put in for a trifecta and your bet ends up being $4.50. Well, race three, your minimum bet has to be four fifty. So by the mm. time you get up to Derby, I mean, your minimum bet's like, you know, 20 30 bucks, whatever it is, depending on what you've done earlier in the day. So we definitely find ways to keep ourselves um, occupied over a 13-hour racing day. Do so. you ever win? I have won once or twice. I mean, the most I won, it was, I think it was American Pharaoh year. Maybe it was the year before that. I can't remember. Um, I ended up winning a couple hundred dollars on a bet. Um, It wasn't on the derby race, but another one. And I I think overall, I'm down for sure. But you know, who knows how to bet on horses? Like, I mean, you do it one time a year. So yeah, Yeah, we'll we'll (laughs) see how I fare this year. I'll I'll either come back, um, you know, happier or poor. We'll see. You'll find out on Sunday at Huntington.
1: What time's your flight, Kelly? Uh,
0: my flight's at 1, so I actually need to you know, be calling my Uber and uh, probably getting on the road here.
1: You can call your Uber while you're on the show. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. We're pretty chill here. We're sort of, you know, we're like a beach volleyball tournament. We're very, uh, do what you got to do. I like it. Keep should we, should we get some
0: rubber chickens on the show?
1: Yeah, I'm calling. <laughs> I've got Jay on the line now. I'm going to, let me get Robbie sparrow on the line as well. Uh, Robbie, I am now calling you... I've got Jay on hold. This is my first time doing this multi-call thing, so I'm excited. I think it's going to work out. It'll be
0: good to talk to Rob. I haven't seen Rob since last summer.
1: Robbie is on the phone. Let me merge these. Oh, they're merged. There it is. Now, let me try to call Vinny. I don't know if Vinny's going to answer. I haven't. uh, We haven't been able to get a hold of Vinny. Again, he might still be on a high from his... uh, from his television appearance yesterday on the uh, NCAA selection. So, so mm. I don't know if That's big time. I don't know if Vinny's joining us or not. Vinny, he's here. Wonderful. Uh, you know what? We've got all three guys on right now. Do you want to stay on while we start College Volleyball Weekly, Kelly?
0: Uh, you know what? I'll stay on for two, three minutes to say Perfect. hi, and then I'm going to hightail it to the airport.
1: You get out of here when you need to get out of here. Um, Jay, Rob, Vinny, are you there?
3: Hey, yeah. how's it going? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still, the, I'm, I'm still resonating in the glory that is Vinny Lopes on the uh, internet stream.
4: <laughs> Wonderful.
3: Big time, big time, Vinny. <laughs>
4: you,
3: you, you know what? Though
4: I, I'm gonna say this, you know, I, I'm just glad we had so much complaints about the selection show last year, where it literally looked like a kid being held at gunpoint forced to read a bracket <laughs> for four minutes and then it was like okay cool we're out so i'm actually really proud that the ncaa you know said let's actually try to make this selection show somewhat special this year and I, i'm you know i'm very happy that that obviously they picked me by been exact if they had anyone just because it's great to get a little bit of analysis in there, so I, I think that this was a good job by the comedies. That was a huge complaint from from last year on the selection show. Yep.
1: Hey, Vinny, Vinny, do you are you not a text guy? What's going on? Thank you for answering the phone, but I think Kevin texted you. I texted you like you can't let me know, you can't let a brother know you're coming on.
4: Um, no, so, sorry about that. <laughs> I, I was actually right, right right in the middle of work, so I actually I quickly like looked at my phone to see like oh, okay, like oh we're we're going on at. At 12, at, at, um, well, at 11. I'm like, okay, cool. We're ready to go. So I'm at my, that my guest's doing a bunch of work and everything. So sorry about that. Oh, uh, so, no, you're Vinny, at work. Don't you're at work. By, sorry. Vinny, you, were, you were filling out your sag card, getting all that stuff lined up. That's
5: kind of
2: <laughs> of <doing> yes. <laughs> yes.
5: <laughs> Vinny's all Hollywood now, ladies and gentlemen. He's got a beard and everything. He's got out big time. <laughs> I, well, I've
4: always had the beard, but yes.
1: Ge- all right, gentlemen. Uh, no, no, no,
4: I I will say the greatest thing was when Kevin's like, so they're paying you for this. I'm like, money? Oh, I was supposed to ask for that. So yeah. Stop. Wait, stop doing feed? yeah.
1: Stop doing things for free in the volleyball world, everybody. <laughs> yeah, and, unless program. you're on the net, net live.
0: You just pissed off every employer you ever yeah. had, Mark. <laughs> uh,
1: guys, uh, first of all, do you all? If you don't know. Kelly Reed. Kelly Reed's joining us. I know Rob knows Kelly. Do you know Do you know Jay or Vinny? Kelly? Probably not.
0: No, I don't. I think I've met either of you guys.
1: The, she, Kelly is my producer. Um, if you guys, I don't know if you guys have been listening to the show up to this point. Um, but uh, I was taking over the show today from Kevin and Jeremy, so I brought on my producer because I feel like it was about she time got she got on the show.
0: It's actually weird that you're yeah, running I the show and I'm not. Man, I'm very uncomfortable here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, so we have got... Uh, we our five conference championships um, and what a championship weekend it was. F- uh, three of the conference championship games went to a fifth set. Two of them were straight set victories. Um, and let's uh, – let me let me talk to Robbie first. Rob, uh, what a weekend, man.
3: Oh, no kidding, huh? You knew that something special was going to come about in the Stan Sheriff Center. I mean, I – I gotta give huge props to the Hawaii fans for showing up because that place was rocking. I'm watching the stream online, and you could just feel the energy and the excitement, just of, of fans watching incredible volleyball. Um, but beyond that, you knew the weekend was going to be huge because from the previous weekend, these two teams faced off in Long Beach, and believe it or not, the difference in points on both nights on the victories was only three points in combined points. So. That this match, these two matchups were so intense that you knew that something special is going to happen, which it did on on both nights. Just phenomenal play, and you know, I'll have to highlight two of the players, Rado Parpunov and Stein Van Tilberg, who literally went error free on both nights this last weekend. So it was intense to see the performance that they had. <laughs> hey. Hey, Mark,
5: you're not on mute, by the way, so we can hear everything you're saying in the yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh,
1: hilarious. I think I was on mute, too. Hold on. You know, I'm on mute on my soundboard. Maybe the Mevo is, is still picking me up. That's probably what it was. Well, we're not on mute. Bye, <laughs> Kelly. Everybody say bye to Kelly.
3: <laughs> bye, Kelly. We didn't bye say anything Kelly. too bad. <laughs> I'll see you in Chicago.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, and now now I'm all distracted. Now I was talking to Kelly. I can't pretend like I was completely paying attention <laughs> well, to everything you were saying, Rob.
3: <laughs> well, it just was a great showing in Hawaii uh, this last weekend because, you know, you had two excellent performances by both teams. I mean, each night, if you're just slapped the same colors on both teams, you're going to see incredible volleyball being played no matter what. And there are some phenomenal rallies that just had intense bombs being hit a phenomenal defensive plays. I mean... Just extended rallies happening back and forth, but what caught my eye most about this weekend were the error-free performances on night one by Rado Parapunov, Purpano- and then on the the, the finals night when Stein and Tilburg, 25 kills, zero errors on 46 swings. That is insane against the number two team in the nation. How do you pull yeah. that off? <laughs> when you when you when you look at those
5: matches, the, there is a three-headed monster on each team. However. There is also a fourth headed monster on each team. So you got on Hawaii, you got Rado, you got Stein, and you got Colton Cowell. And on T- on Long Beach State, you got Ensign, TJ, and Siegfried. Here's the other difference they both have phenomenal setters with Joe Worsley and Josh Tuaniga. There are four players on those teams. Now, I'm not taking anything away from the Middles. Pat Gasling is, is arguably one of the best Middles in the country. I'm not taking anything away from the Liberos. They're all really good Liberos. The ridiculousness is those teams are stacked, top to bottom, but those four players on each team are going to be the ones that people have to watch for. If any of them are not having a good night, somebody else has got to pick up the slack, and that's where Colton has done a really nice job, and that's where Siegfried's done a really nice job. These programs uh, should be commended. They are definitely the two teams right now to beat. Uh, and they've got the players that on any given night can light somebody up. So it's going to be really fun to watch if those two teams even get to the finals. There's some really good matches coming up I'm sure we're going to get to uh, that just to get to the finals is going to be a dogfight.
1: Yeah, and let's talk about uh, the first match that will be coming up this Thursday. You've got Barton, uh, Barton College, who took down King in five sets, uh, 17-15 in the fifth for the Conference Carolinas victory, and then Princeton, at Princeton over Penn State in front of a packed house, 15-13 in the fifth. It will be Princeton and Barton in the first match of the NCAA tournament this Thursday. Vinny, who are you taking for that one?
4: Oh, that could be a good one. You know, I, I'm personally leaning towards Barton, Barton right here, but I think that this is going to be a fantastic match. You know, talking about two things I want to point out with, with this match. One is I want to commend the um, selection committee for putting the integrity of the bracket ahead of yeah. finances, because there yeah. could have been a very good likelihood that they could have said, you know what, USC Pepperdine, you guys are really close. We can bust you guys there. We're going to save some money. We're going to have you guys play. Winners go going to be the number three seed. I, I truly thought that was going to be the case, but they did a great job with bracket integrity. And because of that, we're going to have a really good volleyball match. That- that's the thing that, that people don't understand. This Barden team is going is very good. This Princeton team is very good. This is going to be a match that goes four or five games. So now you talk about student experience. The winner of that is going to have a very good match on hand go go five games could be a great experience. And then you go on out to Pepperdine. Pepperdine's going to be the favorite, I think, regardless of who wins. That regardless of who wins, they're going to be the favorite, probably win in three and four in that that semifinal. But you know, I think the, the NCAA did a great job. Really setting up the right bracket and putting students, student athletes, in situations where they could potentially be competitive and have a great match. And I think that that that's what we're going to have on Thursday night. You look at these two teams; both are capable of just serving the ball absolutely out of the court. They are lights out offensively. I mean, the Mandelares brothers going up against George human. This is going to be some fun, electric, exciting volleyball. I'm excited to see what happens. You know, I'm excited to see, you know, the conference Carolinas is hosting it. Arguably, maybe one of the poor conference Carolina facilities at Barden that could come in. That may come into play a little bit. I hope it doesn't, but you know, this is going to be very, very interesting and fascinating. And it, we're in store for a really fun match on Thursday night.
5: Yeah, they, and if you if
4: you all sleep on that
5: match, if nobody wants to watch it because they think it's a, a sluff off match, it doesn't matter. Trust me when I tell you, those are two teams that are worthy of those distinctions to be in this match. Princeton has got the two-headed monster of George Heumann and Parker Dixon. They've also got a very good center, Joe Kelly. And Greg Luck runs out of the middle, a, a high-flying guy who doesn't hit with a lot of force. But, man, does he find the spots on the court. And then you got Barton, who's got the Mandalaris brothers. they got a really good LaBelle. That's going to be a fun match to watch. And you're right, Vinny, the, the challenge is the, the gym is a little bit dim it's tough to see it's kind of a, a high school gym so to speak if people walk into that and look at the at the surrounding areas and think oh it's not going to be that good that's going to be a barn burner of a match i'm actually going to go against you i'm picking princeton at four i think they've just got too many weapons but i think it's going to be a fun match to watch
4: yeah, absolutely i'd like to but you're you're right and jay you know like i said you can go either way this is some great volleyball and we're going. We're in store for it, and this is what we wanted. When you know the Conference Carolinas added, you know men's volleyball. No, no one really thought they're going to be in the hunt for you know the NCAA championship per se. But hey, do they have the possibility to be competitive in an NCAA tournament match? The answer is now heck yes.
5: Yep. Hey, well, <laughs> they, and they beat USC earlier in the year. They've proven that yeah. they can beat a team. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. Don't be surprised if they get past.
1: The uh, the matches next week, uh, I believe there is, let's see, one team we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, that would be the Lewis Flyers uh, taking on USC. So Lewis in the MIVA over Loyola in straight sets. Those are the top two teams uh, from that conference. Any surprises there in the championship match, though, guys? Go to, go to you, Jay. No. No surprises. Everybody nope.
5: knew that Lewis and Loyola were most likely going to be the two teams. I think everybody at the beginning of the year thought Ohio State was going to be able to pull something out, but obviously that over the year had fizzled. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I think Lewis is going to pull the upset over USC. I think yeah. they're a really good team. they got a great outside hitter in Coonan. they got a giant middle blocker in Kyle uh, Mitchum, uh, and they've got a great setter Yoshimoto. They're going to be a team that's going to cause hits for USC,
4: um, and I expect that match to be a lot of fun to watch too. And, and one thing to keep in mind about Lewis, when you look at their record and some of their non-conference losses, you see, man, they really you know, couldn't beat the West Coast teams. So you have, you have to keep in mind, that team was really beat up and injured at the beginning of the season. You know, Mitch, per, Mitch Perner, or Perner was, com, was out of commission. He's now back in the line. So you have Ryan Coon, you know, Mitch, and then you also have Julian Moses, who – really has seemed to resurrect his career as a senior. They have a very good three-headed combination. And as Jay alluded to as well, really, really good middles and a really good
3: setter and they can serve lights out. You know, I'll just, I'll add that, you know, on the USC side, since we've been talking about Lewis, you know, I'll have to give props to their sophomore setter, Chris Hall, who's really stepped up and taken the mantle and run that floor really well. Um, I think USC's success they too have a three-headed beast, but it kind of rides on the momentum of, of Jack Wyatt. And if Ryan Moss can get in on that that offensive party, USC becomes very tough to stop. But then you get Gianluca Grasso, the the, the Brazilian with a hot-handed serve. I mean, he's firing away from the service line. And you know, he's able to pinpoint that 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 serve right down the line. That's been troublesome for people on the receiving end. If those three can get going. Uh, I think it's going to be a five-setter between the two, and it could go either way. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's one of those things like you didn't expect USC to really come up that strong through the season. But, you now they're unranked at the beginning of the season. They moved up to, like, 12, and here they are in the top five. So yeah, that, they're, in a, a they're trending point. upward, and it's going to be scary to see what they come out with because, you know, all these guys, this is the last show. And for Jack Wyatt with the storyline behind him, taking the break from volleyball, coming back, you know he's been playing with extra heart that night, so uh, he's yeah. gonna want to make something magical happen for USC. Well, and, and keep here. in mind, no, no. Oh, sorry, re- 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 really quick, Chase. So keep in mind, though, no one expected
4: this from USC even in the middle of the season. I remember on, on the Net Live, I think it was "Yo, hey, can, you know, hey can, can USC make a run here?" We're all like, no. maybe next decade." <laughs> 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 yeah,
5: no, that's very true, Benny. And, and and here's the other thing, you know. I, you know USC is one of those teams that kind of has some entitlement to it. You know, the the big-name program, they've they've got the chip on their shoulder, so to speak. They're going to walk in and kind of feel this sense of entitlement. I'm telling you right now, Lewis is one of those teams. They absolutely want the biggest team on the other side of the net because they thrive off of beating big teams. And Lewis is a team that is going to come in, and if they shut down Rosso a little bit, or maybe White a little bit. There's going to be a little chatter through the net. Lewis is, Lewis is a team that nobody wants to face right now. That is a hot team in my eyes, uh, and I think they're going to take USC down on
1: this one. All right, so yeah. looking at the semifinals, the winner of that USC-Lewis match takes on Hawaii. The winner of Pepperdine versus Barton slash Princeton will take on Long Beach State. Is there any reason to believe that the finals won't be hawaii Long Beach State. Hawaii's two losses this year, both coming to Long Beach State a week ago. Long Beach State's two losses coming one from Hawaii this past weekend, and that three-set uh, three set one that was a little bit like, whoa, um, to USC just a few weeks ago. So any reason to believe it won't be Hawaii and Long Beach in the final? I'll start with you, Rob.
3: Uh. It's going to be Long Beach and Hawaii. And they're playing at a level that sets Barbian. And, yes, they have uh, Long Beach State had a stumble against USC early on. And people argue this is because in the smaller gym. But, you know, Long Beach State is coming to play. And they've actually upped their level of play, changed your lineup with Ethan Siegfried. And that's definitely given them a little more offensive potency as well as defensive prowess on their side of the net. And they know what's at stake. And they're not going to want to lose this for the hometown crowd and that place is all sold out. In fact, there are no tickets. Everyone's in a queue on a wait list waiting to get the, the tickets that the NCAA releases, hopefully this week. But, you know, they're they're not going to want to let the hometown crowd down. That place is going to be jumping And after what everyone saw in Hawaii this last weekend with hundred or 10,300 sellout again on Saturday night. This place is going to be jumping, and those guys are going to have the full energy. Hawaii will put up a fight. I, I mean, they have a potential upset, but it's going to be a small chance, I believe, based on what I've been seeing stat-wise this season with uh, the higher-seeded teams in the um, ABCA polls this year uh, and their home records. You know, it, It's just hard to go against Long Beach at home because it's a home match.
1: All right. Jay, what do you think?
5: Uh, I don't think it's probable, but I think it's definitely possible. And you look at the winner of the Pepperdine uh, match, whoever, going up against Long Beach State, you look at the winner of Lewis USC going up against Hawaii. That, that, i got to give Vinny props in the, in the NCAA selection committee. They finally put teams in the right spots to create some kind of parity. And, I, and I'm, I'm not saying that Long Beach or Hawaii isn't going to be in the finals. And It's not going to be an epic battle for the ages. But don't be surprised if somebody else pulls an upset. Those are all worthy teams getting into the semis. And yeah. all four of those teams on any given night can and, and, and could win. The the real challenge is going to be, you know, Long Beach at home is going to be a tough one to beat. And in Hawaii at Long Beach, we saw two weeks ago when they went five in both those matches, that's gonna be just an epic battle. And I just think both those teams, albeit head and shoulders above everybody else, I, I just I don't see it I don't see it happening, but it's possible that one of
4: those two teams could get upset. Yeah. And you know, once again, this is where the one game sample size comes into play. I, I think the official cliche sports term is a puncher's chance. You know, I, I think back to 2010, for instance, when we were all saying hero, oh, it's going to be CSUN and, um, and Stanford. And by we, I mean, me and my college dorm room, but, um, You know, we're sitting there, you know, saying that. And then, you know, I think uh, Penn State and Jay came on out and they beat CSUN in in the semifinals. And, you know, then Stanford went went on to win that. You know, the other thing to keep in mind also, as well, you know, I always like to bring up the stats, but every year is different. I don't think we've seen a gap between number two and number one and the rest of the field. But keep in mind, there is a long layoff here. And since the NCL Blake tournament has expanded, to six teams in 2014 a number 2 seed has never won a match the oh, number 3 seed whoa. has always oh. beat the number 2 seed in that semifinal match so uh, there so it'd be interesting to see how these teams handle the time off and if that affects their offensive rhythm now with that being said both teams have hit 400 this season offensively. Last year, Long Beach State set the record for best offensive efficiency at 375, and these two teams have a have a blare rate of that in record. So,
5: ladies and gentlemen, Vinny Lopes, the walking Google machine, with that stat, that's
3: yeah. huge. <laughs> wow. Yeah,
1: guys, uh, I know you're going to talk about this next week, but I'm not going to be here, so I'm going to ask you now. Um, I need your picks. Got to make a pick. Who's your winner? First of all, who's your final? And uh, and who's your uh, who's your champion this year, Jay?
5: Oh.
1: <laughs> we we can start Long with Vinnie or Rob if you want. No, uh, uh,
5: here it is. Ready? I'm going to say Long Beach, Hawaii at the finals, and I'm going. I'm going with Hawaii winning it whoop. in four.
1: In four? Okay. So the three oh. matches they've played have all been in five and all been won. By the home team, you're going yep. the away team in four. All yep. right.
5: Yep, yep. I'm doing it. I'm going out on the limb. I'm it by myself, so I not on the tree too hard. <laughs> and
1: and uh, what, what's what makes you pick that? Why why are you thinking that, Jay?
5: So I, I just I watch Hawaii play, and they are just so efficient. And there's a play online somewhere. I don't know where it is, but Horsley is on a dead run to the six. He's almost to the end line, and as he's falling forward, not turning backward in setting, but falling forward, to going away from the set, he jacks the back set to the four, uh, to the outside hitter, and they get a kill. Unbelievable how crazy difficult that is, and this kid just makes those plays all of the time. I, I-, I mean Joe Worsley is my pick for player of the year, uh, I've said that for a while now. He is an unbelievable leader on and off the court. Everybody in the country slept on that kid when they, they said they wanted him as a libero. I, when I was at Penn State, wanted him to be a setter, and unfortunately, somebody else in mind. Uh, but that kid, it
4: probably that kid, turned out okay for you in the end, Jay.
5: <laughs> yeah, it worked out perfectly for me, man. Uh, but that kid, to me, is the player of the year. He makes that team run. He makes that team hum at a high level. Uh, and I just think if, if Ronald Parapunov, Colton Stone or Colton Cowell and, uh, and Stein, if those guys can have the match of their careers, I think they're going to take it. I just I see Hawaii as the team of destiny. And uh, you know what? It's always good when Hawaii's in the mix. So uh, that's
1: my call. All right, Rob, do you, uh, do you agree, disagree? What do you got for the championship?
3: I'm going to have to disagree. I love my brother Jay, but I I'm, I'm, I'm have to say I have to stick with the stats on this one because especially the last two weekends have, have proven the point that the home team will be winning. And being that that the pyramid is Long Beach's home, it's going to go five. I, I truly believe that. but I feel like it's going to be an extended fifth set. I'm almost going to say like a 21-19 fifth. And it's going to be a big final because they were just going, you know, blow for blow at each other uh, in each of the sets. And, you, you know, for instance, on set uh, in the first set this last weekend. You thought Long Beach is going to be down and out there and just roll over and give up that first set They're down 24-19 and lo and behold, to get up to 24. So I, I feel that kind of battles to I be mean, pretty regular this week in each of the sets that, uh, with Long Beach and Hawaii in the final. So, uh, and I just want to agree with with Jay on, on Joe Worsley. He has just done phenomenal things this year. Uh, you know, highlight reels are insane. You know, I, I was touting the video I posted from the match in Long Beach. The view is going on quarter of a million views right now because wow. I am stepping of the net on a ball that's passed outside the antenna, puts up a hittable ball, Harapunov, swings away, gets a good swing, ball comes over the net. All the players are, are shuffling around at left front. The only person that set is Worsley at the right side and he takes a swing off the block and gets the point. So Yep. Yeah. He's 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 totally a magic player on the court.
1: All right, yep. Vinny, let's go to the expert now. Vinny coming off his appearance, what, it, what do we got?
4: Yeah, it's going to be the rematch everyone is expecting. Can they eventually the loss? Barton versus USC in the championship. It all sets up there. No, no,
2: I'm,
4: I'm just kidding. I, I think uh, it, it's going to be Hawaii it. versus Long Beach State. I, I literally, we are splitting hairs picking a winner. It's going. I feel it's going to come down to who is able to turn their hand correctly on a block so the block doesn't get tooled and it goes down. And and that's going to be the difference. I, I, if I had to pick one right now, I'm going to go towards Hawaii. I have about 1% confidence in in that, in that pick right now. Uh, It's just going to be some fantastic (laughs) volleyball. Like I I am, you know, these are the two best teams. I really, you know, just to kind of think about the season, you know, we were really talking about, you know, is there a team that can, rise up to the level of long beach state that was the question at the start of the year yes we found that team in hawaii they proved that and this is shaping up to be an epic epic final now i do want to say though because everyone's talking about their national player of the year pick i disagree with joe worsley i would actually go to micah maha for everything that kid meant to ucla literally having to play i think every position but middle attacker this year but that's a side conversation for another time
1: all right Vinny, I like it. Uh, you're going to Hawaii on a controversial did that touch the block or not call. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe maybe 32 in the fifth. yeah, um,
2: yeah, no,
4: no, please, yeah dude, I, I'm, seriously here's the thing. I'm just hoping this doesn't end with like Alan Knight running or Charlie Wade running out of challenges. There's like a clear block and that's how the championship ends on like a missed call but the other team does they have a challenge, so they can't challenge. And we're there all going to a, BYU, like, reference,
3: yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> a <Yeah>. BYU reference, huh? Yeah. A passive BYU reference.
1: Well, gentlemen, thanks so much uh, for coming on. Great discussion uh, about wait, a. Wait, 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 oh, wait. wait no, we going, want more. One important thing. Yeah, keep going.
3: Can I throw it in there? Sure. Pete Hansen's retirement. Yeah. Uh, ah, right. yes. I mean, we got to give props or props or due for sure. And I cannot think. All he's done for the sport of volleyball. Obviously, Ohio State University appreciates him, but he's just one of the outstanding individuals who's I've had a pleasure of working with over the time that I've been in collegiate volleyball. Yeah. yeah,
5: you know what? I gotta, I gotta echo that. I I've had the pleasure of not only coaching against him, but coaching with him on some USA junior teams over the years. You know, Pete has always been uh, a coach that has been. Uh, welcoming to new young coaches and asking questions and giving answers and, and being able to work alongside him and see how he does things and know uh, players that have played for him over the years. Uh, every single one of them have said nothing but great things about Pete and how much they've helped us. him. And I just, I, I could not be more stoked for a guy. And I'll tell you right now, he's going out on, on his own terms. And I know that everybody's saying, oh, you know, he doesn't, you know, he, he, he didn't have a good year and why wouldn't he wait till after the year when he's hosted the first championship? Here, here's my take. And granted, I haven't talked to Pete yet. I'm actually going to give him a call later this week, but here's, here's what I want you to think about for a second. First of all, Pete Hansen is the exact opposite of Al Gates. Al Gates went on a, uh, a Dubai song tour where everybody got a chance to say thank you. And, that, and that's awesome. And it's all right. I, I get that part. Pete Hansen does not want that. He does not want that kind of fanfare. He likes to fly under the radar and just kind of fit in with the rest of the people. Second of all, they have a brand-new facility that's going to be starting at the, at the women's season next year. His thought process is, why am I going to move all my stuff out of my office, <laughs> into another office, and then have to move all of that stuff again out in another year? Why would I do that? That's not Pete's style. He wants to see the new era, the new era of Ohio State volleyball start with a new coach. Um, and that's a whole other discussion in its own right. But start with a whole new coach, whole new era, whole new building, and he can ride off into the sunset. He's going to be moving to Wyoming. And he's going to be fishing. He's going to be playing golf. And he's going to be relaxing with his wife. That's how Pete Hanson wants to do it. And I could not be more stoked for him.
4: Yeah, and, and you know, going going off that, Jay, just kind of when you talk about the story of Pete Hanson, it is just crazy how, how you think he wound up guiding that Ohio State job. This is a guy who literally started his college volleyball career at kellogg community college being coached by mick haley transfers to ball state leads ball state to the ncaa tournament then he spends three years coaching at wyoming at the wyoming women's volleyball program and then goes on over to ohio state and has done a masterful masterful job with that program and i do want to say you know everything that you guys are saying that i just want to echo you know, from a media standpoint one of the things that Pete was so good about is he always made himself available to the media. Yep. He was always willing yeah. to answer questions. And I can even talk about, you know, my time, you know, when I was covering ball state, you know, I, uh, when I was young, you know, first year or two, and I would literally get so excited with some stories, you know, where it's like, oh my gosh, Ball State's making a libero change. I'm gonna call, you know, Pete Hanson because they're playing Ohio State on Thursday. Get his reaction to this, and, you know, and Pete would always, you know, answer the question, you know, how does this affect your your game plan and strategy? And I, I'm sure afterwards he's like, what the hell no, but he was always nice always <laughs> polite you know a- a- answering the, those questions and that, that was just Pete you know and so I he's going to be um I, mean, I don't want to say he's gonna be missed because you know he's not dead he's still around but uh you know, he's le- <laughs> and he's left that program in in great position I know there's a- always going to be some speculation on who gets it but whoever comes on in that program is in fantastic shape and I really think this year is a blip on the radar in terms of yeah. the success Ohio State's had <laughs>
1: Nice. Thanks for bringing that up, Robin. thanks. Was it Rob, I believe, who yeah. brought that up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pete Hansen, friend of the show, had him on. Uh, I believe I interviewed him, and I think Kevin has, too. Um, so at least a couple times. Um, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal career. And like you said, he'll still be around the volleyball world. Um, yeah, th- you guys good? Any any more last words do you guys want? Any more last words? You say whatever I'm you good. want. You can do whatever you want. Kevin's not here. Be, you guys take over for another <laughs> half hour if you want. We're doing things how we want today. Um, the
5: inmates will run the asylum yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: guys uh, really though thanks for coming on uh, can't wait uh, when you guys are back next week to talk about that, that Barton-Princeton match and really get geared up for the final week of uh, NCAA men's it's
4: going to yeah. be exciting it's going to be great I would say go on out and get your tickets but that, that's hey, great yeah. taking care
3: of so, yeah. uh, well, <laughs> yeah, sell your tickets I, on the secondary market make yeah. some money just a tip though definitely get on that queue list because uh, it sounds like they're going to release some tickets so if you want to be there in person definitely do it but All of you listening out there, go on and watch it. Show the analytics. Bust the metrics on everyone. And show that men's volleyball is is something that's that's a desired uh, sport to watch and uh, to be a part of.
1: I love it. Thanks, guys. See you later.
3: Thanks, guys.
1: Thanks to Jay, Vinny, and Rob, as always, for College Volleyball Weekly. And, man, so much to talk about with that seven-team bracket. Cannot wait to see how it shapes up. It starts this Thursday at Barton with Princeton versus Barton. Winner to take on Pep to move on to the semis against Long Beach. The other side of the bracket is USC and Lewis in the quarters to meet Hawaii in the semifinals. Well, Kelly Reed is out of the studio. It's all me, baby. Here on the Mark and Kelly Jackassery edition of The Net Live. I want to say thanks to uh, Kevin Barnett for letting me take over the show today. And Kevin... Wearing his three-quarter sleeve, tall slim tee, just for me. I know t- the three-quarter sleeve isn't Kevin's favorite. It's my favorite, so I appreciate that, Kevin. You, watching at home or listening right now, can uh, can get your own three-quarter, your own three-quarter sleeve from Tall Slim Tee. Go to tallslimtees.com. Tall Slim Tees, all the length, without the width, for tall and slim guys anywhere from six feet two. To Ryan Doherty. Anybody in that range will be able to fit into a tall, slim tee. Use code VOLLEYBALL for 10% off. Quick recap of everything we talked about. Of course, the men's NCAA, the bracket is set. The women's beach volleyball bracket will be set, I do believe, next week. Their championship in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Will be the same weekend as the Men's Volleyball Championships at Long Beach State. The same weekend as the AVP, Huntington Beach. The first AVP of 2019. Please come on out to that in Huntington Beach. It is going to be a fabulous affair, as it always is. Get to say hi to me, Kevin Barnett, and DJ Rouchet. Oh, there's Kevin. I didn't know if he left. That three-quarter sleeve, Kevin, is, that's all you, man. That is You were looking ripped. Is that a, is that a medium? Not a large. It's a medium. Is it really a medium? I wear a small. I'm a, I'm a small kind of guy. Oh, here comes Kevin. See, I think the three quarter sleeve works for you. I think I think it looks great. Kelly, Kelly left her lacroix. Kelly
6: doesn't. Kelly doesn't bust her own table. No. What's going apparently on? Apparently not. At least she left my power cord. That was nice. That her. was nice. That was nice for her. Uh, uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three quarter sleeve. The wife likes it, so I go with it. So you go with it. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Good show, Mark. I was listening. That was fun. Oh, yeah, thanks, I was out Running some errands and uh, having some meetings. Got a chance to listen in. Kelly telling her story. I love Kelly, Kelly's, Kelly's best. And, and she's off. And she's as gone. is typical. And she's flying. Yeah, gone.
1: Hopefully, she made her. She should be at the airport about right now. <laughs> um, uh, before I forget, uh, we also had Eric Duda, uh, multiple time Paralympian with the USA Sitting Volleyball Team, uh, wrote here on the Facebook chat uh, to let us know about the uh, first ever beach. Paralympic, uh, what was the official? The Beach World Series Open taking place in Pingtang, Fuzhou, China, the ninth to the 12th of, of May. And the okay. U.S. will be sending two teams to the Beach Paravali World Series event in China. Paravali um, trying to get Beach maybe be a 2028 Paralympic sport in Los Angeles. I should put that on there. I don't have sitting on here. Well, actually, you do have sitting on there. Oh, I did. Okay, But good. this is
6: actually standing. It's Beach Paravali okay. standing. Yeah, because I've seen sitting played in the sand. It's just
1: weird. It's, it's yeah, it's weird. It's it's, it's I
6: mean, your bottom is sandy enough when you play standing, right? You don't want to be sitting. Did you talk about snow? I hope not. Uh, we did not talk about Perfect. snow. I was going to talk about it being <laughs> crossed out. Hey, snow is actually the USA sent a few teams. To I Italy, saw the Kibbens over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. yeah. <coughs> Thankfully, we won't have to talk about it for a while. <laughs> Unless they're going to go play in Australia or something, we can talk about it if
1: you want to. No, nope. Kevin. nope. I'm leaving the show. Kevin's out. Cool. Um, bye, Kevin. You and your three-quarter sleeve out. Didn't even give me time to mute you before you just assaulted us with that throwing the mic down. Uh, Kevin Barnett, you going to be back next week? You have a week off? We're back after Huntington. So, the next time you hear from Kevin, DJ Ruscha, and or myself, and or Rich Lamborn, and or whoever else wants to come on stage, will be after Huntington. AVP Huntington. It'll be after the NCAA Beach Volleyball Championships. It'll be after the NCAA Men's College Volleyball Championships. You are going to want to tune in on May 6th. That is going to be a huge episode, a lot to recap, a lot to cover. And we can't wait to see you then, everybody. Thanks so much to Kelly Re- uh, Kelly Reed, to Jay, Vinny, and Rob. Um, this has been a Kevin and jeremy Liss show, I think for the first time ever. Bye, everybody. We'll see you soon.